This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast. Hello. Hi. It's an early Wednesday episode because we have a bunch of random stuff going on. So we'll just get right into I this. I got 25 minutes of notice before this episode. Excellent. <laughs> um, I figured we would start with something somewhat optimistic. So I wanted to give you this story that just happened this week in Seattle, okay. just outside of Seattle. There is Kennedy Catholic High School, typical Mm -hmm. private Catholic school. I guess a week or two ago, they fired two teachers. They did nothing wrong, Mm -hmm. but it was discovered that I think both teachers are in same-sex relationships. Maybe one just got engaged, not with each other, but with other separate partners. But they were both basically fired. Now, the school didn't say that in a letter to parents. They said both teachers voluntarily resigned, mm-hmm. which may or may not be the exact same issue. Like, they didn't voluntarily resign because they wanted to, but right. maybe because they were pressured to do it. Right. Um, but in any case, these were two popular teachers who, other than being in being gay and presumably with partners and they're not celibate, like, or not planning to be because they're about to be married or something. Right. They didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And here's the difference. We've talked about this every time this type of story happens. The school may be within its right to do all this, legally speaking. Yeah, but legally it's a private school. and morally slash ethically. Right. I ethically and morally, <laughs> the Catholic Church is not a good place to be. <laughs> right. And so here's what was surprising to me. This is why I thought this was somewhat good news. Mm-hmm. The backlash to the school's decision from within the school has been overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a GoFundMe page started to help out the teachers since they no longer have a job. In a few days, I think, it's raised more than $33,000 for the two of them. Uh, Yesterday, Tuesday of this week, there were two separate protests. Mm -hmm. One was outside the Catholic diocese in that includes Seattle. The other was outside of the school itself. This is from an article about it. Protesters circled the block where Seattle's Archdiocese office stands, pausing to chant, reinstate, not hate, and separate church and hate. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. And uh, yesterday morning, the Kennedy Catholic students made signs and staged a sit-in that clogged some of the school's hallways. At one o'clock, they walked outside. I'm paraphrasing here. They walked outside the school spilled out onto the lawn, spoke into a mic in front of a banner that said, who would Jesus fire? Hashtag love is love. Yes. Now, will any of this change what the school is doing? Probably not. No, but it'll probably change some points of view of these students. Yeah, and if their parents were upset about this, because some parents are, like, saying exactly that. Right. One mother, one very, very deluded mother, Uh said to the news, like, uh, that she knew that the rules said you can't be in a same-sex relationship, but, quote... She didn't expect the school to act on it. Like, dude, have you met the Catholic Church? (sighs) There's no depth to which they will not sink. But also, here's the other issue with this. Yes, they have a right to fire these teachers, but it's always interesting to see which sins the Catholic Church and these schools go after. If you're in a same-sex relationship, yeah, they're totally going after you. If you're a woman who quietly gets an abortion early in your pregnancy mm-hmm. and no one knows about it or at least finds out about right. it, they're not going to know about it. So they won't come after you. If you're a guy who pays for an abortion and mm-hmm. they don't know about it, they don't care. If you're divorced and remarried, that's right. a problem in the Catholic Church in some ways, but they don't consider that 
fireable right. offense. Tattoos, shellfish. <laughs> right. Mixed fibers. It's it's always all... only the sin of homosexuality that they ever seem to care about. I'm, I'm really, really curious about what sort of was the inciting event. Because I wonder if it's one of those like open I wonder, secrets that everybody kind of knew both these I teachers. I wonder were if queer. one of the teachers posted that, hey, we're engaged. Or something but like that. But how would that rope the other one in with it? Uh, maybe them? the other one in a similar story. I didn't get. I didn't find those details uh-huh. uh, in a few different articles about it. Um, again, gonna... if they're gay, that alone, I haven't seen Catholic schools go after teachers. Uh, maybe, maybe occasionally, but not really. They don't it's go after them they, for being gay when they get engaged. It's when they get engaged and saying like, "Yeah, I'm about to get married," mm-hmm. and that is a violation of the Catholic Church's rules. Being gay is not. Right. But acting on it in any way. I wonder if they yes. had said, <clears throat> like, yeah, we're engaged and we're going to get married, but we're both celibate. I mean, then they could have gotten away with it. It's entirely possible, and I like, think. how because would they disprove that? Like, is somebody going to, like, knock on their door and be like, y'all banging right now? They, the Catholic Church makes up its own rules. Again, this is the, as long as they can't see it. Right. And as long as no one knows about it, they're fine. But when you're open but about yeah, it, it's that's a problem. Not, uh, but also, it's not true. That's, well, good for those kids. Good for Catholic kids because they're better people than Catholic priests. Right. And I think this is what we are, w- one of the many reasons we're seeing such a, a mass exodus from the church is that, you know, uh, abuse stuff that, not that came out last week, but we discussed last week about them saying, whoever said, like, um, pedophilia never killed anybody, yeah. but abortion did. And people see that and are like, well, fuck this, actually. Right. And this starts happening. And, like, you know. The Catholic Church's whole argument about abuse is that it's an anomaly. This is not what normally happens in the church. They were just a, a whole bunch of bad eggs. <laughs> but the homophobia and the way they treat LGBTQ issues and stuff. No, they're very well vocal about the fact right. that, no, this is what we stand for. Right. And so it's like, well, you, you can't even give them the benefit of the doubt on this. It's like, no, that's part of the rule book. Mm-hmm. If you're a Catholic, that's what you're saying you support, whether or not you personally do. Right. It's a problematic a institution. So yeah. these parents who are upset about what the church is doing, you know how they can make a difference? Pull their Leave. damn kids out of those schools. Stop giving them money. Um, I don't. I don't want to blame the students. They don't necessarily have a choice about it. No. But the parents probably do. In some, most of these cases, it looks like a fairly. I don't know the community, but if it's like an affluent community, odds are the public schools are also pretty good too. Right. Um, you don't have anything about the Boy Scouts filing bankruptcy, do you? <laughs> or do you? So I don't. Okay. Um, but just quickly touching on that too, I saw people yelling. I mean, saying like, "Well, you know, they were bigots for so long." Mm-hmm. On one side, like they didn't let in gay people until right. so relatively recently. Then you had Christian right activists who are like, "Well, you let in the gays, and what happens? The Boy Scouts goes bankrupt." Right. Except, no, it has nothing to do with any of that. This has to do with sexual abuse cases Mm -hmm. from decades ago that are only now like, oh, we got to pay up. Yeah, I was... We need to file for bankruptcy. Right. I was uh, on one of my stupid... Um, Facebook, like local Facebook groups that I love to troll. Um, and I just saw a really deeply dumb argument from a really earnest person who was like, well, and somebody said, the Boy Scouts failed their mission. Their one job is to keep kids safe. Like, mm-hmm. beyond anything else, if you are in the Boy Scouts' care, your kids should not be, like, being molested or put in harm's way. 
And another guy was like making that case of like, oh, it's just a few bad apples. And it's like, okay, <laughs> even if it is, which it it's systemic, so it's not. Right. It's more it's than just It's still a few. the Boy Scouts' responsibility. It's still the Catholic Church's responsibility right. to have a vetting process, to have a training process, to have a system of punishments and, you know, accountability in place. So, yeah, that's that's what happens. You fucked up. You failed your literal one job. Bye. See you never. Yeah. I don't I don't feel bad for it. They've made so many mistakes. I so mean, it's like just when the Boy Scouts started on the road to doing some of the right stuff, right. where they're like, all right, we'll let in gay scouts. Right. Okay, we'll allow gay scout masters. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're trans, fine. We'll let you okay, girls, fine, because we support <laughs> yeah. our values. Well, and also so they whatever. were losing membership in such a big way that they had to kind of like Stop narrowing the, yeah. the stream of people they could And the get. funny part is when they started doing the right stuff, all the Christians and Mormons so are like, what? Mad. You're allowing more people to join? Gay people? No, this violates our intolerance. Yeah, Therefore, and it's, and it's too bad. This is how it ended. I know people who had really positive experience in the Scouts and yeah. felt that it taught really valuable skills. I was a Cub Scout. It was fine. I was a Daisy and a Brownie. Look at you. I wish we like did camping stuff. I think we just like... I, don't, I think we just crafted. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I made Pinewood Derby cars, and that was the end of my scouting career. Um, you want to hear a fast, funny story? Huh. Um, Mikey has my husband. Mikey has two brothers, and they're they're all the same age. Um, and they were in a Pinewood Derby thing with, yeah. with their troop, and so there, say there's twenty um, kids. Yeah, every single kid got a trophy except for Mikey and his one brother. <laughs> and so on the way home, they man, st- that's bad. <laughs> on the way home, their dad stopped at like. Of Walmart or like a weird trophy store and like bought them <laughs> consolation trophies and he t- he brings it up like twice a year. I really think it broke <laughs> him in a big way. <laughs> and that's why the Boy Scouts are going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's t- those two. Uh, this is two also trophies. a really funny story. We've talked about uh, Arkansas State Senator Jason Rapert. Oh. Repair. Whatever. Uh, he's a Christian nationalist state senator. He's the guy who put a Ten Commandments monument outside the state courthouse. He's a literal monster. He, he says some horrible stuff. He's also the founder of what he calls the National Association of Christian Lawmakers. His attempt this past year to make other people just like him. Or at least support people just like him because he's very persecuted as he, a white Christian and male. He's just a state senator, in the right? South. He's not he even is a state like, senator. He's, I cannot believe he's running so to be lieutenant governor in 2022. Oh, is and he? that'll probably be under Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh, fuck me, I forgot about her. Right. Ugh. So here's, I just can't believe how much time this guy takes up in my life, considering <laughs> he's a state senator <laughs> from a state I've never been to. Right. Um, so the National Association of Christian Lawmakers put out a poll on Twitter, which mm-hmm. is always the most scientific way to do anything. <laughs> oh, I and know. they asked, do you believe America would be better off if more Christians served in elected office? You know where this is going. You know I participated yeah. in this poll. Yes. Would we be better off with more Christians in elected office? And here's the thing. You know what they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. Who's going to follow the Twitter account of the National Association of Christian Lawmakers? It's like three people like me (laughs) and a whole bunch of Christians. So they assume all the Christians will respond. They'll be able to say, look, 99% of America wants Christians in public office. So, of course, people caught wind of this. A whole bunch of not Christians and maybe progressive Christians decided to chime in and say, no, we would not be better off 
And at one point that I captured, like, uh, a couple days ago, this is with six days left on a seven-day poll. Mm-hmm. It was uh, 96% said oh, no. I don't know what it is now, because now they've caught on, and they're like, hey, Christians, get in on this. It was this. like 98 the first time I saw it. Yeah. But basically, the poll was skewed at one point. Enough, long enough for everyone to take screenshots of the hilarity. Which is all we need. And so, since then, the Jason, or whoever's running this account... <laughs> responds to the survey by blaming everybody. And specifically Satan. Yeah. We're aware the Satanists and atheists have decided to pile on this poll. Name something, check. something Jesus. Ooh. First of all, it's, you're welcome. <laughs> but, like, as if no Christians could possibly be against a right-wing Christian nationalist saying, mm-hmm. we need more people like us who do all the worst things in power. Then he went on. This was even funnier than blaming Satanists for like their stupid Twitter poll. Um, if you, they said they linked back to the original poll and they said, if you look at the comments underneath the original post, they said, view those comments to see what quote religious persecution and anti Christian bigotry looks like in America, unquote, mm-hmm. which just kind of goes to show you when you're looking for examples of Christian persecution. It's like, look at random comments on a Twitter thread. When you talk about any other group being persecuted, right? <laughs> it's like, well, go to a hospital, go see what the law says, because people like, you right. know, Rapert, Rapert. Uh, decided to say, oh, let's just throw trans people in jail, whatever it is he yeah. does. Yeah. Um, it just hurts other people. That's what persecution yeah. is like. Yeah. This guy's example of persecution is like, oh, no, Twitter thread. But, right, you're oh slightly God. hurting my feelings. By the way, I while, while we're saying this, the current makeup of U.S. Congress is 90% Christian. We don't need really more. 90%? It's 90, or close to 90. And by the way, the people that this guy wants in power are not just random people who no. call themselves Christian. It's people who are like, use the Bible as your guide mm-hmm. to writing laws. Mm-hmm. That's what he wants. That's what people are against. Um, and the fact that he had to come up with a fake poll. Because if you actually conduct a legit poll that says, do people want more Christian nationalists in power, uh-huh. it's not going to go the way he wants it to go. So he had to come up with a fake Twitter poll, and he's not even smart enough to figure that one out. Yeah, it's it's pretty embarrassing. <laughs> it's oh, just not a good God. look overall. Um, so we're recording on a Wednesday. Tonight is the 1200th Democratic yes, debate. Yes, that is accurate. Um and I'm actually going to watch this one tonight. I haven't watched a couple, but I'm very curious to see what this Mike Bloomberg situation is going to look like. Because I just feel <laughs> There's like... There's so much ammo to use against him. And I feel like he... Like, they're all, you know, inner, you know, obviously debating each other and have different opinions. And then Mike Bloomberg comes in and everyone is like, oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. Let's gang... I hope they gang up on him. Um However, um, Amy Klobuchar, who um, is doing pretty well. She's been yeah, ranked like Yeah, surprisingly well. Um, she's another um, another moderate candidate. Very um, moderate. It, as in, like, Republicans will work with me naive moderate. Like he, Joe Biden. Yeah. Yes. She is an alternative to Joe Biden. She's a grown-up Pete Buttigieg. Yes. Um, I'm not anti... I'm really not never anybody at this point, although fuck Bloomberg and fuck some other people, but, like, there's nobody I would not vote for quite yet. Um, but this was not a good look. She said, um, quote, there are pro-life Democrats and they are part of our party 
and I think we need to build a big tent. I think we need to bring people in instead of shutting them out. So she... So she wants a tent broad enough to welcome anti-abortion people. And so people. I don't know what exactly that means to her. Right. So there's a way I could take that and make sense. It, it's the same comment. Uh, was it Bernie Sanders who was retweeting a Joe Rogan endorsement or something? Yeah, it's we'll like, talk about Joe Rogan in a minute. Sure. And the argument I heard at that time with the Sanders thing is like, you don't have to retweet him. He can do what he wants, Rogan. Right. But like, why are you, why is your campaign boosting this guy who has so many problems? Mm-hmm. And part of the reason and part of the defense was, well, you, you want his voters. You don't want them to go to Trump. To which I say, fine, mm-hmm. get his voters, get them to vote for the Democrat. Mm-hmm. But you don't, that's very different from saying, I'm going to tailor any legislative goals to whatever they want. Uh, right. So right. if Amy Klobuchar, to me, is saying like, yeah, sure, I want anti-abortion people under the Democratic tent. Yeah, sure, we'll take your vote. Mm-hmm. We'll use you like Republicans use conservative Christians. Right. Like, we'll take it. But what I want to know is how that impacts what she wants to do in office. Right. Because also, at this point, it's not as if, you know, women's right to bodily autonomy gay rights, things like that, are so set in stone that it's okay if we have somebody with, like, hashtag problematic views. Right. At this point, we are going to need to continue to fight for the next, probably my entire fucking life. And to think that this is a thing that we ought to compromise about, like, no, you don't have to compromise on everything. There are some things you could take a firm stand on. That's why I don't like the moderates. It's like, on stuff that is important... They're not willing to take stands. It's like, no, we can work with Republicans. No, there are some issues you can legit say, no, they can come to me. Mm-hmm. And by the way, here's where Klobuchar could say and get away with what she said. She could say, look, when Obama was in office through the policies he enacted mm-hmm. with the Democratic Congress, not nearly enough, but what she can do is reduce the number of abortions because there's less of a need for it mm-hmm. because you have more access to contraception right. because... Whatever the reason is, because that's true. Abortion, uh, the rates of abortion, I believe, went down under Obama. Mm-hmm. I mean, cons- and that consistently happens. And you could say, Colorado, hey, look, if you want to lower the rates of abortion, that's something you would think there is common ground on, that policy-wise, we could work together on that. Yeah. I right? Mean, like, she could totally do that, but she didn't say that. Right. And... and- if we want to say our goal is to reduce abortions, we, I know I sound like a broken record, but we know how to do that. We've mm-hmm. seen the statistics. We've seen it happen in states like Colorado. We know how to reduce abortion. We also know what doesn't reduce abortion and what only reduces safe abortions and puts women in peril. Mm-hmm. So, so if you want to frame it that way, fine, but don't frame it as a way to reduce abortion. Frame it as a way to help women make their own choices and 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 stand, you know, decide where they want their body to be at any given time. So that's one thing. I will say for uh, Buttigieg, who say what you will about him, he said um, uh, he received a question in the issue from an anti-abortion Democrat at a Fox News town hall last month thoughts but whatever and he said quote i respect where you're coming from i hope to earn your vote but i'm not going to try to earn your vote by tricking you i am pro-choice that's how you answer that yeah 
So again, let them come to you. Mm-hmm. If you want to reduce abortion, guess what? Democrats will do that for you. Right. So what do you care about? If you care about hurting women, then Democrats need to be firm and say, no, we're not doing what the Christian right wants because right. that hurts women. Mm-hmm. If your goal is reducing abortions, yeah, sure, we're all we're doing that anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not like, uh, again, I take issue with the we should reduce. We want to keep abortions rare or whatever because that suggests there's something wrong with getting one. Right. But that's not the conversation we're talking well, and, about. And which is why I always take issue, like I took issue with What's-His-Face, who ran as um, Hillary's VP. I can't remember. Tim Kaine. Tim Kaine. I, I thought it was like Mike something. It was a white guy name. Um, and he had sort of the, are you sneaking a Thin Mint? Hell yeah. Mikey brought home Thin Mints for me the other day. I was very happy. Um, and so am I. <laughs> eat right into that microphone. Um, <laughs> but ASMR. <laughs> Um, but he would say things like, um, I'm I'm pro-choice, but I would never get an abortion. And I think as right, long as, right, right. as the rhetoric around it is abortions are negative, but I think you should be able to do it. Or, like, there's something inherently bad about an abortion, but whatever. Like, then really points of view aren't going to shift that much because... Mm. We're still looking at it as, as like an unfortunate thing that some women have to deal with. And like that's not really what it is. It's just a fact it's a medical procedure. It's a fact of life. Like nobody's like, Well, we're gonna have to take your wisdom teeth out. We're really trying to reduce the number of wisdom mm-hmm. teeth extraction. Like it's just a fucking medical thing and let's treat it as such and not apply moral judgment to right. it. But my wisdom tooth is sacred. How mm-hmm. dare you? It's- where all my wisdom is. Um, can we keep on this Joe Rogan train? Oh, yes. Where second? are we going with this? Um, so, recent, I, don't, I must have talked about Joe Rogan recently. I don't know why, because I got an influx of emails and tweets about how Joe Rogan is, like, a really good guy, and uh-huh. I just need to give him a chance. Oh, yes. Which, did you know, um, I think Jesse Thorne tweeted this, if you tell somebody you have a podcast, they have a legal obligation to tell you about Joe Rogan. Oh, really? Yeah, That's the rule? It's a law. <laughs> I don't make the rules. Um, so right now, so there's a lawsuit that's happening that, that people are suing trans women from participating in women's sports. Um, and that's the thing that people are like adding me about is like, oh, he wants is like, if you're trans, you have to disclose it. So blah, blah, blah. And like what I say to that and what I will continue to say is trans women are women. And so like miss me with that bullshit. And that's sort (laughs) of it. Um, and yeah, that is transphobic. Like you don't get to... It's transphobic. Shut up. I have another trans story. Yeah. Um, that so we talked about this guy. Um, his name is Nicholas Merriweather. Hashtag white people names. Um, he's a religious philosophy professor at um, Ohio's Shawnee State University. Um, he got fired because he kept referring to one of his trans students by the wrong pronoun. And, and like purposely so. Like per- like being a dick about it. Like not mm-hmm. whatever. And so he sued his employer. Um, he, partnered- I believe the story said, like, he calls all of his students, like, Mr. This or mm-hmm. Mrs. That or Miss That. Yeah. And he purposely kept calling this student by the wrong name. Right. Um, which is just him being a dick, right? Right. So always a good, uh, good sign. He got um, help from, he sued the university with the help from the Alliance Defending Freedom, which is an anti-LGBTQ um, lobbying group. Um, he said that they imp- infringed upon his freedom of speech and religion by asking him to stop referring to female transgender students as men. So this has gone up to 
Um, this is the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Ohio Western Division. You know, that one. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, so on February 12th, Judge Susan J. Dlott, D-L-O-T-T, Dlott, I guess, um, said that Meriwether, quote, failed to state a claim for violation of its rights under the United States Constitution, that his uh, use of male titles and pronouns to address Doe, who's the, the student they were referring to, was not protected under the First Amendment. Um, she accepted an earlier opinion um, by Judge Karen Likovitz, uh, who wrote, quote, by referring to Doe in male terms by using Doe's last name only, plaintiff was not only sharing was not sharing ideas or inviting discussion, but was directing his personal beliefs toward Doe, who objected to his speech and other members of a captive audience who were not free to leave his class or declined to participate in class. So being an asshole is protected under free speech. So that's wow. fun and cool. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, Big win. This was uh, a not surprising story, but kind of amusing nonetheless. In Florida, there's a theme park called the Holy Land Experience. In Florida? In Florida. Okay. I actually, I was in Florida last year, and I remember driving from one place to another and passing this. Like, I oh, saw really? it on the side of the road. And you I'm like, go? Oh, my God. It's that thing. Because I've written about them. I'm like, I've never seen it in the flesh, but it's right there. And it's like, yeah, you can experience what life was like in Jesus' times mm. or whatever. They just announced this week through a letter to the governor because they got to announce if they're making any changes, something, something business. But they said we're going to fire 118 people Uh who mostly work on our entertainment side. So they do the stage shows and stuff you see at theme parks. They're getting rid of the actors and everyone associated with those side shows. Mm -hmm. All 118 people because as part of a restructuring, meaning they're getting rid of everything that theoretically makes that park fun, Mm -hmm. which means they're leaving behind um, educational stuff, like biblical artifacts, a (laughs) model model of ancient Jerusalem. And, you know, those things kids can't wait to see. That sounds so boring. I know that, yeah. This place wasn't doing well. And the funny part is in 2014, they had, like, contributions or grants to the amount of, like, $2.5 million dollars. But by 2015, it was dropping to 2.2 million. 2016, they only had 384,000. And it picked up after that. But that's also when Ken Ham's Ark Encounter opened. So if you're looking for your, like, I want to see Christian bullshit fed to me in a more entertaining way, right. you just go to Kentucky now. Mm-hmm. And so this place yeah, now they, has... They split their market. <laughs> yeah. And so it looks like the Holy Land experience is either on the verge of shutting down mm. or very close. Like, they're just very close to doing it. R.I.P. Um, yeah, too bad, I guess. Mm. But I wasn't... Be- One thing that was kind of... This is not news entirely they've been losing money for years and they actually take advantage of a tax break in florida that allows them to function as a non-profit which they're totally not but whatever um so anyway <laughs> you know i just uh i got sometimes text- the right things do happen <laughs> right See? i got a text from a friend of mine who's a documentarian um have you heard of we believe in dinosaurs on yes PBS? we inter- i interviewed them this was oh, without you? you yeah i interviewed them uh, when they were making the film, before it had been released. It's a documentary about Ark Encounter, and they actually interview a critic of Ark Encounter. They talk to someone who works for Ark Encounter and makes some of the animatronics and the models. Uh-huh. So, like, this is a true believer. And I, they interviewed someone else as well, I can't remember. 
But basically, they're saying, let's look at Ark Encounter from the perspectives of someone who's on the inside, someone who's fighting it from the outside. Mm -hmm. And even though they are secular in nature, I'm sure personally they're not fans of what the Ark is promoting. They're documentary filmmakers. They want to capture the truth. But this week... PBS aired that documentary, so now it's available to everybody, mm-hmm. not just film festivals or whatever. And Ken Ham like was furious. Oh, He's like, "This is they're they're taking stuff out of context." I forgot what he said. He's like, "This God. is an unfair, biased film." It's not, dude. They got one of your employees. It's He's captured in full. He's not taken out of context. Genuinely, if we told people on the right and Christians, they could no longer use the phrase "it was taken out of context." <laughs> they would burst into flames at yes. this point. Um, maybe we can watch that and discuss it on a bonus episode. We could do that. Uh, that I've heard that's a good film. I haven't been able to see the okay, whole cool. thing, but now that it's out, mm-hmm. now now it'll be available. But if you haven't had a chance, maybe PBS, anyone who has, like, I don't know, if DVR or, like, any of the streaming things, it's somewhere, I'm sure. Is it a DVR? I don't know how stuff works. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Dawkins, because he Oh, said, fuck, I forgot about this. Yes, he exists. He did... Stupid stuff. All right. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and frame this story that way. Uh-huh. Uh, so, And if you have email, send them to Jessica. I- so here's, what, here's the backstory if you're not aware of what happened this week. Boris Johnson, Prime Minister of the UK, hired this guy like an advisor to his office. His name is Andrew Sabisky. And when people did their digging on this guy, who is now part of, like, the UK uh-huh. Parliament administration for the Prime Minister, he has advocated eugenics. Like, if we have people breed in certain ways, we could prevent a, quote, permanent underclass. It's, he's like Ooh, their he's Stephen doofa. Miller. Like, he has a whole history of saying the worst things. Boris Johnson hired somebody who was an ass clown? I cannot believe it. Um, And people were calling for this guy to be fired before he even really got started. Because basically, you have a racist in office. And you know what? In the UK, this guy, I believe he resigned before he he could get fired. Yeah. But before that happened, when this was just coming out, like, oh, shit, this 27-year-old has this long history of... 27? Yeah, racist at 27. Who would have guessed? Who knew that a young white guy would be... Have problematic views. Mm, But anyway... Not me. Dawkins... I've been on Reddit. I know all white guys are great. Yes. Richard Dawkins decided to weigh in without mentioning Sabisky or mentioning what the context was. Doesn't matter. But I'm going to paraphrase what he said before I say what he said. He basically said, in theory, eugenics would work. You can selectively breed people to acquire certain characteristics. But he added, but it hasn't worked in practice. If the best way to frame that is includes the phrase breeding people. He did not say that. That is me. Then you fucked up royally. Here's what he actually said. Quote, it's one thing to deplore eugenics on ideological, political, moral grounds. It's quite another to conclude that it wouldn't work in practice. Of course it would. It works for cows, horses, pigs, dogs, and roses. Why on earth wouldn't it work for humans? Facts ignore ideology. So, a couple things about that. Like, first of all, no one's saying it can't work. Yes, it does work in practice in the sense that you can breed people if you want to get rid of certain traits. Because every time they've tried to do that, like when the Nazis did it, Mm -hmm. they like basically sterilized people. Yeah, it it, it comes as a form of forced sterilization, which is... I need to go on a limb and say not okay. Not okay. And by the way, it doesn't work for cows, horses, pigs, dogs, roses. Because when you breed like dogs to acquire certain characteristics, Mm -hmm. 
sometimes those dogs don't turn out okay. Yeah, um, Dalmatians have a history of deafness. Golden Retrievers have fucked hips. I met a guy at the dog park who um, apparently he had a, a Golden Retriever from a breeder, which, like, hashtag judging you. I'm sorry I keep hashtagging. That's been a thing lately. It's annoying. I'm going to stop. Good. Um, I do low-key judge people with purebred dogs. Sorry! Email me. Um, but this guy has this... Del- uh, Dalmatian, this uh, golden retriever, and he was like, "Yeah, the vet said she has the um, the hips of a eight year old dog. She's eighteen months old. Right. This dog, like this dog, is going to have a short and painful and life." And part of the argument that people were making against what Dawkins is saying is, you can selectively breed for certain traits, but we don't necessarily know what the consequences mm-hmm. of that are. You're breeding for one trait. Well, what's going to happen elsewhere? Right. We don't know the mapping of everything. Right. And so, so no, it doesn't even work in practice yeah. if you wanted it to. My One of my favorite like fun facts that also demonstrates how little I slash we as a society understand about genetics and, and breeding selective traits is have you heard of the guy who um, was breeding foxes to try to domesticate them? No, go on. This, so this was throughout the 90s, I think. Um, but this guy decided he wanted to see how he could domesticate foxes, make a fox into a suitable pet. And so you do that by taking right, taking the friendliest foxes of a couple different litters and breeding them and keep breeding like the nicest ones until you get something more domesticated. Do you know what happened as the foxes got more domesticated? Hmm. Their ears started flopping over. Hmm. Like foxes' ears stand up. And the more tame they got, so to speak, their ears flopped over. And that is just one thing that, like, those two things somehow are tied. Yeah, we didn't know how. We didn't know how. We didn't know why. So if that is just one thing that we see in one species breeding one trait, there is absolutely no telling of, like, if we try to breed people with X trait, what the fuck else is going to happen with them? Right. So there also, are... breeding people is not okay. I'm sorry. I yeah. had to come back to and that. And usually when we talk about eugenics, like in modern terms, we're saying, oh, we could breed people so that you never have kids with certain traits like deafness or Down syndrome. But the parents of kids with deafness and Down syndrome would be very happy to tell you their kids are just fine. Yeah, I have... They're different. They're fine. Like, this is not something you need to get rid of. Yeah, my deaf friends aren't broken. Right. And so so when you say eugenics, quote, works, mm-hmm. that word works is doing a lot of heavy lifting yeah. there. Yep. And again, Dawkins then followed up. Of course he did, because he had to hours and hours later. Right. For those determined to miss the point, no, because it's-, it's your fault. I deplore the idea of a eugenic policy. I simply said deploring it doesn't mean it wouldn't work. Just but, as we bre- just as we breed cows to yield more milk, we could breed humans to run faster or jump higher. To what end, though? But heaven forbid that we should do it. And again, what are the consequences of that? It doesn't just mean they're going to jump higher. And yes, to what end? That matters. You know, they. This they, is like when he said, "I'm just making a point about logic." Therefore, getting raped by a stranger is getting wor- is worse yes. than getting date raped. It's he, like, okay, I get what you're trying to say about logic that X is worse than Y. But you can say nothing. You can also say nothing. It's and like also, when, that's the example you jump to? That like when, date um, rape is not as bad as some other type of rape? Mm-hmm. When did you become the arbiter of what the, the levels of rape are? Yeah, maybe Why? a year ago, Neil deGrasse Tyson tweeted something that was equally stupid, but it was um, in the wake of a a major shooting tragedy Mm. in in the United States. So, like, you know, one of the last 
five years. Like way more ago. people die from other causes yeah, or something. Yeah, more people died from cancer or car accidents or whatever than gunshots. And it's like, you're not... <laughs> you're not helping. It's the it's the Big Lebowski thing. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. my God. And, and the thing that sucks, and I, I... And by the way, Dawkins has since followed up on a separate thread saying, cannibalism doesn't have to be the worst. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing again. And I think, give, again, giving him, like, the most benefit of the doubt, is he just trying to challenge what our mores are? Yes. And make us re-examine, like... like I, think know, he, I think he thinks he's raising everyone's consciousness about a controversial topic because no topic should be off limits. Yeah, I mean... But so, also, his job is communication. That's what he's forever been known as. Right. The guy who knows how to communicate science. I've read his science books. Forget yeah. the atheism stuff. I've read his science books. The Greatest Show on Earth is really good. Yes, they are fantastic. And he has the time to elaborate. Mm -hmm. And even then, he'll make mistakes in terms of like, God, you explained it in the worst way and whatever. But also, whatever. I like his science books. He has a history of being really ignorant about how Twitter works and how he communicates. Uh, yes. How he thinks he sounds on Twitter Honestly, and how it comes across on he Twitter. Is fr it's very much like how I feel about Joe Biden right now. He contributed some really great and important things and, I, and I'm grateful for the good work that he has done, but he's no longer adding to the conversation. He's just tarnishing his own legacy, which was not Sterling. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's perfect. Um, but like he needs to, you know, figure out what he, wh what can he do that's contributing actual good instead of just stirring the pot? Because to me, it's like, so the eugenics thing, cannibalism thing, it's like, you know, oh, let's re-examine why, oh, is, in is incest really that bad? I mean... I've I, heard that from atheists. But honestly, yeah. and my answer is, I don't know, but like... Is it really important that we address this <laughs> This is right the now? hill that you want to die yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> like, is cannibalism the worst thing? No, probably not, but, like, I'm not looking forward. Like, I, right. am I have had conversations with my best friend about, like, if we land on a desert and I die and your only food source is me, by all means, go ahead. <laughs> but also, I'm not, like, encouraging us to get yeah. to that situation. Like, why is this? There's so many conversations that we should be having that are about real issues that affect real people, about trans rights and gay rights and women, how women face the world in a way that's different from men and how people of color face the world. Those are the things that we should be raising the consciousness of, not... Not... But, whether I, eugenics is okay. like I think for me, here's the big difference. In his books, he seems to go out of his way to say, what's the least charitable interpretation of what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if he's explaining evolution, what are people going to take out of context or misinterpret? And how can I address that right here, right now, so that I can try to explain it in the best possible way? And he's really fucking good at that. Mm -hmm. On Twitter, that side of him never comes out where he's like, well, if I say eugenics works, right. what will people think? And how can I make sure they're not going to say that? Like, he doesn't attempt that side of the conversation. He and thinks, nope, I said it. It's logical. If you well, get it, if you're smart enough, right. then you know what I was saying. Well, it's and like, he refuses, like, so many generally men of privilege refuses to even say... 
listen, you're right. I shouldn't have said that. Like, this is the or point. Or at least I, was, I shouldn't have said it that way. Or just like, like he does. The, if you had given me like the benefit of the doubt in every way, you can make because I do understand what he is trying to say. I just think that a he's wrong and b it's inappropriate. And why would he do that? There's a whole bunch of atheists who love rehashing these right wing talking points that are very that it sounds like something we would see on like Fox News. Wait, when you say right wing talking points, do you mean not pro Trump talking points, but like let's talk about cancel culture. Let's talk about you know college campuses are really yeah, the worst okay. place for everybody. Here's what I want to like, say. Like they that. love bringing that stuff up. Here's like, what I want to say. Why are you is... just adding to the Tucker Carlson mindset here? Oh. Oh, I see how it is. Why did my alarm go off, do you think? <laughs> my 2.30 p.m. on a Wednesday alarm? I know. But yeah, they love bringing those issues up because to them, that's the most important controversies we can be discussing. Here's what I want to say about that. Um, as atheists, we do pride ourselves on, on approaching things with logic and thinking things through and not, uh, not letting boogeymen scare us and really, really being thoughtful about our, our choices in life, which is good. And I think is by and large true most of the time, but also that can then blind us to our own personal biases. So when, if I, as a straight white person or you as a man, you experience a world in a certain way and every opinion you have, and I think you'd admit it and I can admit it, Every opinion I have isn't logic into. Mm-hmm. We all have our weird biases that we pick up just through our just through our own experiences. If you live in the city, you probably have a different opinion of people who live in rural, you know, rural countryside areas. If you're an American, you have an opinion about X people. We all are shaped by our own experiences and our own personalities and our own identities. So the problem comes then when People who, uh, straight white men who are atheists, who very firmly do believe that every opinion they hold is the only right and logical opinion because they found it and they're logical and therefore that's the right answer. Um, they, it almost seems like there's like an objective truth that they believe in. And that's not reality. And the faster that we can all acknowledge what our biases are and account for them... The, the faster we'll do better as a people and be more as accepting. Is that me? That's you too. No, it's not me. Oh, son of a... Ha <laughs> ha! Go on. Um, so I guess the point is do not... Confu- don't do an us versus them. Christians believe X because they've been indoctrinated. And I believe this because logic. You've been indoctrinated. I'm sorry to tell you. You've been indoctrinated by experiencing the world as the person you are. And that's okay. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I bag on straight white guys all the time. A, because they run everything and are continuously fucking shit up. But they have operated for such a long time as the default. So when you, when you say something to a guy, maybe that point of view isn't right or fair or um, inclusive of other people's experiences, it, it blows their mind and it makes them angry. So I don't know how I got to bagging on white guys again. That's your default for every story. It really is. It just kind of backslides there. Um, anyway, just like you being smart, you being logical, 
doesn't mean you're inherently a truth teller and, and not susceptible to biases, I guess is the end of my story. That works. I'm going to close out with a couple of really quick stories. There was a, a sign, like a political sign in the front yard somewhere, but it said, God bows down was to President real? Donald Trump. I'll get to that. Oh. God bows down to President Donald J. Trump declares, quote, he is perfect. Trump 2020. And it went around. I saw it on social media, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. It is satire. The guy who made it, it was... Is? Yeah, the guy who made it is mocking Christians Poe's who law. love... Poe's yes. It's such a good example of Poe's Law because the guy is just like, no, Christians are like part of a, the conservative Christians who yeah. vote for Trump. They're part of a cult now. Poe's they law. don't care about Christianity. They po- care about Trump. Poe's Law, if you don't know, is... God, what is satire gets to a point where it's indistinguish- indistinguishable from the real thing it's mocking. Yeah. Is that kind That's of a- pretty much it. Yep. Yeah. And this sign that a lot of people are like, yep, that's totally how they think. So that it's tracks. real. Yep. And I'm curious, what did you see any reaction from like actual Trump supporters? Were there any among the no, Trump I supporting haven't... ranks who were like, ooh, even that's that bad sign. for me? No, I have definitely not seen that because they, they don't know any depths either. Um, but it was funny how many anti-Trump people I saw tweeting this picture like, look at how crazy these conservative Christians are. And it's like... I I know this sign is not real, mm. but also like you couldn't tell the difference because of how far yeah. they've gone. Because guess what? No matter how smart you are, no matter what party you support, you are you can be fooled. Yes. And yeah. And I got one last story for you. This was a random story. It's not a news story, but it it made me mad. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about Girl Defined, that Christian ministry of two sisters. But basically, one of the sisters... Wait, no, I don't know what that it's, is. It's a young evangelical ministry with two women who recently got married, I think. But they're basically like, we have advice for young teen girls, because we used to be young teen girls. And their advice is always like, yay, Jesus. Are okay. these ones that sit and do YouTube videos, like, facing yes, the camera and saying, like... Well, that's everybody, Bibl- but yes. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, biblical girls dress like this. More or less, or like yes. like, top five things that... Good biblical girls men do. don't want in a wife, like yes, that kind of thing. That okay. sort of thing. So one of the things this was, uh, I don't know if they made a video about this. Maybe they did, but I saw it on a post on their website. They basically trashed young girls who say like, "I'm good enough, I'm smart enough," you know, dog on it, people. people, people like yeah, me. I am awesome. I am amazing. I am the best. I can do anything. And then they go on to say. These practices seem like a good idea. Isn't self-love important? Don't we need to build ourselves up to more in a world filled with so much negativity? I feel like you're going isn't this a, a cliff. <laughs> isn't this a positive, combative solution? I don't think so. I think these solutions to self-worth and confidence will only do more harm than good in oh. the long run. Uh-oh. Because if you think you're good enough, you know what you're also saying? What? Jesus isn't necessary. Wait, what? Yeah. They're basically saying, no, you don't have to be enough. You will never be or have enough. You are a sinner in desperate need of a savior. Like those people who tell women, like, oh, you're single. Like, oh, you can't be happy. You're flawed. You're flawed. You need a man in your life. Like, no, I was I was doing just fine by myself until you came along. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That's cool yeah. and fun. <laughs> they went on to say, nowhere in scripture do we ever see God commanding us to love ourselves more. 
Like, Jesus, these friends are going to be downers every I mean, time they're with you. in the Bible does, does Jesus say, like, make sure you get enough potassium or, like, vitamin D <laughs> levels are linked to, like, bad moods. Like, there's a lot of oh. stuff that's not in the Bible. That that's doesn't why mean if you we eat a to... banana, it's sinful. <laughs> You've always been saying that. It's yes. been that all your life. Hey, Hammett, when you eat a banana, do you peel it from the top or the bottom? I'm not weird. I peel it from the top. Okay. I have friends who are like big on you peel it from the bottom because it's better. I think those friends are stupid and wrong. I have one <laughs> this more. Is why you don't Do we have, have time friends. for like the quickest story? You have one minute. God. Um, just a quick thing about how cool church going people are. Um, a man in Tennessee, his name's Percy Thompson. He's 34 years old. Uh, he punched his wife until she was left unconscious. Why? This was um, six days after a domestic violence charge was dropped. Oh, oh. so All right. he's fine. What um, happened now? The uh, <laughs> the victim's mother. I'm not laughing at the victim, but just the world. The victim's mother said Thompson began yelling at his wife over what she wore to church. So the hell did she wear to church? Doesn't matter. No, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But he beat her because of what she wore to church in front of her children. In front of her children. So good God fearing man right there. That's pretty good. Um, Yeah. He allegedly pushed her down the steps in front of the home, in front of the children, then repeatedly punched her in the face. After the victim was unconscious, Thompson packed his car and left the scene. I hope he's arrested, found. Um, he has been arrested. Oh, good. See, something. I think. Yeah, he was, I, I didn't include this, but he he was actually arrested for, like, attempted murder. Like, they oh, took it seriously, okay. which is good. Um, My God. Yeah, no, not What's great. What's wrong with the world? A couple uh, housekeeping notes. Um, right now, um, as we record this, you can find uh, my interview with Guy Branham on um, on our Patreon, Patreon only. Yeah, if you're a Patreon donor, you have access to that and podcast. Guys, it's one dollar a month. You get this interview plus a bunch. This interview will ultimately be on the main feed, but I think there's about five or so episodes that only exist on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Another one's coming up. I recorded an episode of the uh, bonus uh, bonus podcast with my friend Matt, and we talked about the movie Hook. And A it was fun. B, we recorded an entire episode. The computer got fucked up and lost it, so we started a new one at approximately 12.30 a.m. So it is slap-happy. It's silly. We we went to high school together, so we discussed that. We discussed the, I don't know, gender politics. It, it, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, so that's going to be coming, and that's only going to be on the feed. Um, and then an upcoming interview will be up soon with uh, Parvesh Chena, who is a friend of mine and an actor. Um, you can go to our store, friendlyantheistpodcast.com. Um, click on the store button. There's T-shirts, there's tank tops, there's... Uh, we added a water bottle, I think somebody requested, coffee mugs, things like that. Um, baby onesies, if that's your jam. Um, so go there, check it out. Let us know if there's something you'd like to see. You can always email us at friendlyantheistpodcast at gmail.com. Um, you'll start seeing transcriptions of these podcasts this week, I think. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Blueberry, B-L-U-E-B-U-R-I-E. I'm at Haven't Meta. Haven't at Haven't Meta. Um, and we will talk to you next week. Bye.